Let's go. Let's go. Every once in a great while, there's a seismic shift in the world of entertainment. A moment where talent, technology, and innovation combine to change the game forever. You're about to witness unrivaled turntablism, knowledge, and sheer passion. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome TC and Jake. Congratulations on number 400. We're all celebrating with you. <sighs> Thanks, man. It's kind of upstaging Valentine's Day, though. That's sort of messed up. I would have waited until the 15th. Certainly the biggest thing that's ever uh, going to happen to me today, without a doubt. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. I, I don't... It's It's... Sometimes out of the 400, I mean, they'll quiz me, and I'm like, I don't remember that at all. But that's interesting. Not that, that I don't you. remember it at all, but like until they tell me, I'm like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. She was a track, uh, track and field athlete in Wisconsin that became a hooker, and Norm interviewed her about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he sure did. In all honesty, there's a zero percent chance How much? that Susie Favor Hamilton would ever be on the list of ones I forgot. Mm-hmm. But since there's a list of ones I forgot, I can't quickly recall one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I swear to God, dude, I have spent many a night wondering how much it would cost searching for that interview. Uh, to yeah, no avail. It's probably nowhere. Like, I know. Like, who's, who's saving that? Well, I mean... You'd have had to have wanted to. That's not something the unticket is picking up. No, I know. But if they had any sense about him, that would have been. But somewhere there is someone, you know, similar to the people we've met who's given us tapes. Dan and I just got a ton of tapes. No, I I get tapes all the time. None of them are of Norm. No one tapes Norm's shit, dude. Respectfully. It was like 15 years ago, though. Like 13 years ago still? No? No. I'm telling you, every, like, I've had... I mean, I guess, you know, probably like six or seven guys give me stuff. And of those six or seven, it's not like one of them like Norm and the other ones, it's zero. I've never met someone who tapes Norm's show. The only tapes I have, never mind, I'm not finishing that sentence. I don't have any tapes. Let the FBI know that. I think that would be best. (laughs) So, come town is a real place. What did you guys get? Uh, We haven't gone through all of it yet. It was like, it got like it was during the freeze, and then. But what was we what was purported to be on it? It's just, it's I don't know, dude. I mean, it's a huge box of tapes, and they're all labeled really well. Um, it's well, like they're labeled guys, well. What's on them? It, well, we only barely opened it up. Uh, the guy basically has like his own personal best of type thing. Okay. So like, I don't think there's any real rhyme or reason to it, but they are all marked with what's on each one. It's just that it's pretty much just shit that he thought was good. Is it, and a lot of it's almost certainly stuff we have. Is it Hang Zone? Oh, no. Okay. They're, ta- they're tapes. Yeah, all right, uh, fair enough. I would say they're all pre, like, 05. That's good. That's real good. Yeah, no, it might be. Yeah, no, the one the one guy that's given me the most cassettes was definitely fastidious about it's it's everything. It's like he had a, a regimented schedule of the times that he was recording. <laughs> and you know, I mean it's human process. And like I think to some extent he had to 
See, I think that he wasn't in town, so it might be he got someone else to do it for him and, like, they would skip or something. Because I think that the whole thing was that he wanted to listen to the stuff he had missed while he was out of town or something along those lines. I mean, if you're going to be guy who records, you're going to be guy who logs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he's got a little topic sheet on all the sleeves. It's nice. It's real nice. So That's what I was, I was able though, to uh, get Bunpot. Like they they were scrambling, you know, DefCon One, get Bunpot. I'd send it to him. Not even close there. And I understand why. It's not remarkable to listen to at all. <laughs> they just kind of read the story. They don't have jokes about it. They don't think it's funny. They're just like, it's four minutes. <laughs> but anyways. No, so what I was going to say is there was at least a one-day period where I got ball-sacked and thought Cumbtown, Alaska was a real place. It's not? No, unfortunately it's not. Yeah, no, I, I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, well. I've heard of the podcast. I, I definitely want to talk. Uh, man, I wish my mother-in-law knew that she could just send my daughter to go let the dog in at the back door because it's like <laughs> one of Nora's favorite tasks. Now she's just barking. Uh. Yeah, so I definitely want to talk about these goddamn objects. What's to say? We don't know about the objects. I, I'm just left in this is, you know, I'm, I'm always talking about how I'm frustrated by the uh, existence of the news. So I wish that, you know, Are you what? hearing that? No. Okay, good. Good, good. I think we should, uh, we should ban all news except for documentaries made five years after the fact. I would love to watch a documentary where they give me all the answers about what these fucking things are. I mean, it seems like there's nothing. Like, I'd say the most likely explanation is that the China thing became a big news story. No one wants to be caught with their pants down just letting shit float over America again. So they changed the rules of what is and is not something that we're going to, like, you know, go on high alert about. And the kind of shit that happens all day and it's nothing and, like, whatever the fuck. They're just, you know, because it's it's just... It's too quick after the story. There's like nothing else going on, like uh, like nothing related to these things. It's not like one of them crashed and a fucking farmer found it, you know? Like uh, it's just fucking, you know, no one saying anything. Uh, so I don't fucking know. What do you think? Well, the thing I would think that, and I, I think that that's probably a, a reasonable explanation, but they're not all the same. I don't even know what they are to know whether or not they're the same. So no one ever says what the, like, I, I've been interested. I've been looking and they're just like, we don't know what it is. We don't, you know, don't ask any more questions. But what I'm saying is the one that was shot down Friday in Alaska, it doesn't look like the other ones. Okay. It looks, it, it looks like a fucking UFO. What you've seen pictures of a thing that was shot down in Alaska on Friday. Oh yeah. There's, there's photos of it. All right. The other ones were uh, clearly balloon in nature. Now, the first one was massive. You know, they say it had a payload the size of three school buses. Hence why they let it float all the way to like South Carolina before they shot it down, uh, you know, in the Atlantic. Because they were worried that if they shot that first one down over ground, like that could really be a problem for people or to a lesser extent property. Or to a lesser degree of severity. But the one in Alaska looks totally different. Now, it may be in the same genre of, of what you're saying that like, oh, okay, now there's this high alert. Anything that's up there, now we're worried that people might see it and think we're just sitting with our thumb in our ass. Uh, so we're going to shoot this one down too. But the one in Alaska, dude, it does, it does not look the same. 
And they said that, like, it has no propulsion system. It's about the size of a car. It's a cylinder, and it's just floating. And it was floating at, like, 40,000 feet. Which, that one is, you know, that's in, like, your pilot's airspace. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, You uh, are on the record minutes ago saying that you've uh, been ball-sacked recently. I'm not seeing anything about what they shot down over Alaska. Like photos? Yeah. Unless you're talking about these planes. When I search Alaska unidentified object, I get a lot of pictures of the F-22. Hmm. Maybe I did get it again. Let's see. Um... I mean, I see something, but it looks like a weather balloon. I could have swore this is one that I saw a photo of, but maybe I got ball sacked again. I don't know. This can't be the most compelling podcast anyone's ever done. In any case, I mean, have you not heard them talking about it and say that like, okay, there's these other three and then there's this one? Or have you just kind of given up on... <laughs> knowing anything about it because we're probably wrong in the moment. So I'm pretty fucked up whenever I'm trying to figure these out, admittedly. Uh, so for whatever reason, I, I don't go for the watching videos. I just go for reading text. But, I, you know, I've seen all the various tweets. Like every time the uh, uh, U.S. House of Representatives person involved with the area will, like, put out their statement. I've read those statements, and I've tried to find news articles that just give me a clear answer. Hey, the aliens are not coming to kill you, and I, I don't not I'm not getting that. So I but I I, I don't know what you're talking about about uh, them saying that this Alaska one's something special and the rest of them are normal. Yeah, maybe I'm wrong about that. I could have swore I read that because I've been trying to. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying that, you know this. If if you have new information, I'm I'm all ears. Yeah, the weird thing is, is that I mean, like China did claim a couple of them. They just said they just got. They were just blown off track. What are you going to do? They're balloons, brother. I'm like, I thought you guys were uh, like uh, really on top of your shit. Huh? thought that was kind of the, the whole point of communism. Uh, if you have any more questions about communism, I'm about as informed as I've ever been. Okay. Uh, listen to a podcast. Uh, I think it's called The Prince. About the... Uh, they call Eric? him Xi. No. Oh. Not Eric Prince. No, I thought uh, he meant. It's uh, an economist podcast about the current president of China, who, again, they always refer to it in the podcast as she. Not Xi? Yeah. The, I mean, there are the, the woman, I think she, she said she's Malaysian, uh, but she's she grew up in Australia. So she's got a little bit of an Australian accent. And so I didn't know if, his, if the correct way to pronounce his name is she. Or if uh, they're just saying it Australian. Because they said, like, propaganda and stuff, and we all know that's <laughs> fucking wrong. That's so cute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I can't, can't really trust them, generally. <laughs> um, but they said it's uh, she. Okay, she. and he's, he is not Betsy DeVos's brother-in-law. No, no, totally different. Okay. Although I have, no, I have no doubt that that's precisely how he would rule China if he had the opportunity. And then uh, I'm three or four episodes into Trauma Zone. Is Trauma Zone on your radar? New Adam Curtis? No. no. 
It's uh, Adam Curtis made seven episodes. Uh, it's like Can't Get You Out of My Head, except there's no music or narration. Uh, there's, there's text that's clearly been written by him that I read in his voice in my head uh, that appears over like, you know, certain parts. You do a but little British accent. Is it even British? I know. I think he, he is from like some part of England. But the way he said, whatever, whatever the one guy, um, Ronson, in the porn podcast we listened to, Butterfly Effect, he would always say, Free porn. A boy called Fabian. Uh, <laughs> and so the, uh, Curtis does the called, which I, I, whenever we were making fun of it, they said that uh, someone let us know that uh, Ronson's Welsh. So in my head, I said, anytime someone says called, they're Welsh. But I looked up where Adam Curtis is from, and it's not Wales. So I was wrong. Also, I, I got news for you. British thing. What? There are two countries over there. There's England and Ireland. All the rest of that shit is England. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Wales? What am I? Come on. I'm not keeping up with that. That's England. <laughs> I mean, he yeah. did sound different. Ronson, he, he, like, whenever well, yeah, they told I'm, us, I like, he's Welsh, from, I'm like, oh, okay. I sound yeah. different from people from fucking baltimore yeah no but he sounded so weird i needed an explanation and i was <laughs> okay. happy to have it which like if someone's from baltimore same you know like i would, yeah. I would need someone to to explain <laughs> this to me um but uh but yeah it's uh russia 1985 to 1999 it's just all the bbc's archival footage of the insane things happening in russia from 1985 to 1999 before so, glasnost and perestroika no it's uh it's covering perestroika 85 okay. is when perestroika starts. Okay. So wall to, okay. okay. Like I didn't know what perestroika, like I'd heard the word. I think I had an understanding that it was uh, like a, the Russian word for opening or something like that, transparency. Um, but I, I've now got a much more detailed explanation. It was a, a shift of power from the uh, central Moscow Communist Party to the leaders of the industry. I believe like, glasnost means opening. Okay, okay. Well, you know, whatever. Perestroika means restructuring. Okay. Because you can kind of see it in the word there a little bit. I guess. Stroy, stra. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, the, you know, he's, he's looking close at uh, like a car plant in the first episode. Like Russia's big, number one big dog, the, the Detroit of Russia. <laughs> the car plant and everything. The uh, the first he's he's giving you uh, like just history of some of the oligarchs, like just kind of like uh, little tidbits of like you know, so and so did this. He's the first oligarch. So and so did this. He's the second oligarch. The first oligarch is the one that kind of uh, mastered the system of uh, stealing, not even stealing, but like just having sufficient sway at the factory. That he kind of greased the skids for uh, cars to go from the factory into the black market, like get them to the the mobsters, and have them. And then it's not even like drawing like direct parallels like this, but then it's like showing a woman in a remote part of Russia trying to visit her sister who lives, I don't think like that far away, but it takes her like a day because she doesn't have a car. And, like, she's mm. got these broken-ass fucking buses, but, like, they don't work. And I am gathering that the, uh, like, convention of old women should be able to sit in the bus before everyone else. 
has not really been taken up there at this point. Mm. I, don't, I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it's like now. Uh, I'm going to bet. <laughs> yeah. So she's just like, the fucking young kids, they like, they're, path, they're faster than me. They dash onto the bus and fucking <laughs> steal the seats. So I can't see my sister. I'm not laughing. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's amazing. You're you're gonna like it if you watch it. Uh, but yeah, so I'm 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 up on communism, both Chinese, both with Chinese characteristics and without. The Xi's got a uh, uh app. I haven't yet. I want to go find it, but I haven't done anything yet. But it's got like a daily you word puzzles cat, cat on him, or huh? <sighs> no, it just you, the audio broke up. Oh, you can't hear me. Cool. All right. What was your uh, what was your joke about G being a cat? <laughs> you said he had an app. I don't know. Like maybe he wants to have some fun with his population of uh, of people who have granted uh, they've they've alleged fealty to him, and in return he lets them put little fun outfits on him. Absolutely not. <laughs> I cannot stress to you how much the podcast has made clear that that would not be taken well. Uh, one of the words that got banned for like it, it depends, you know. I mean, like all this stuff, it's it's not like as ordered as like the word is banned. You know, it's like you've got these like a lot of the censorship is dudes sitting at a computer and their bosses are yelling out to them, you know, like what the rules are for today, and like you know, like any fucking system, you know, like. Cumulus has policies, whether or not your broadcast conforms to that or like responds to them, you know what I mean? Like it just kind of depends on the day, which of the policies is going to be followed and which isn't. Yeah. Uh, and that's how it is in communist China too. So, you know, whatever. But uh, at some point, one of the words that was banned was just a uh, he because they couldn't like talk about G directly. So they would just be like, He's at it again, you know. He's he's doing his wild stuff. We can't have that. And they're just like fucking no. I would sooner, hey. I would sooner remove all pronouns from the Chinese language than let you talk about the fucking brave leader in this sort of fashion. That's pretty genius. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> I wouldn't have I thought know. of that. It's working out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> all around, I don't think I would have come up with any part of it. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, did I ever tell you? I certainly have, but we had new listeners all the time. I used to know this girl. She was the little sister of a friend of mine, and she went to China. And, uh, you know, she was somewhat wild, I guess. If this is the story I think it is, I could hear it every day for the rest of my life and not get tired of it. Dude, she went over there on, like, a study abroad program in high school. Mm-hmm. And she fucking, like, smoked speed the whole like meth like ice the whole time she was there <laughs> so fucking great like so you're on i mean this very easily could have been an auto situation mm -hmm. like i mean very easily yeah and so warm ba-esque think of the things that you just said like she's going to a country where the government will ban the word he and she's like where's the fucking meth <laughs> yeah. and and here's the thing Definitely didn't do it before, and I promise you has not done it after. And just, you know, like, fucking, God, how great. I, decent student, you know, like involved in school and just got over there and was like, let's fucking go. You guys smoke, you guys smoke rock. 
It would be okay. nice to have a little meth fall. <laughs> Just like one season of meth. <laughs> I, remember, I remember whenever my friend told me that story, I'm like, are I you got to be making this up, and I just no don't way. think I don't think they were. I don't think anybody was. I think yeah, she was just like I mean the people I was hanging out with did it, so I did it. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I know very little about life in China, uh, so learning a little more can uh, really alter the whole landscape for me. But I don't know, man. I just I would have assumed that the crackdown was such that uh, you know like they're. Like, if you can't even say the guy's name, then certainly you can't smoke meth all day. Yeah, but, but you know uh, how it is, man. There's got to be underworld pockets everywhere that are just off the books and just – they're probably just – they got too many fucking people. I mean, I've heard like uh, in Japan, which is really very, very, very different, but like they're closer to each other than they are to here. Uh, you know, like they're both eastern nations. Uh, which just comes with a shared rubric and understanding of thought that just, you know, is not the same as ours. Yeah, I mean, uh, the biggest thing is that they're not Judeo-Christian. Sure, sure. Probably, but that's I, the... Yeah, yeah. I, I think that there's, like like they're kind of getting at in uh, Can't Get You Out of My Head, I think that there's like an individualist versus collectivist mindset that is the stark difference even more so than Judeo-Christian. And I don't really know how that interplays with you know, like, is is there a way that we get individualism from Judeo-Christian beliefs? Possibly, but it doesn't seem like the defining thing of it to me. I don't know. I would um, imagine there's some interplay, but you're right. That's probably the larger distinction. But uh, in Japan, I, my impression is that drug use is near zero. And the Yakuza are all over it. I've talked to a guy who's done drugs with the, with the Yakuza in Japan. Uh, so I, I know that it is not zero, but I think that like, you know, situations like you and me and all of our friends smoking pot all the time, uh, I don't think that's what it's like in Japan. Um, and so I assumed that, you know, that if, if Japan can do it, why not China? They have more control, not less. But, uh, I do think that the life of the average Chinese person is, uh, it's a lot to handle. It's just a lot to bear. Um, and if he told me, like, you know, absent the what, – what else we knew about China, just someone in a tough spot like this, how would they cope with it? I'd say, well, I hope they smoke a lot of meth. I've heard that can help. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that'll make, that'll make you relax. Yeah, no, I, uh, I, I'm, all, I'm nearing – I'm at least halfway. It's, it's hard to say how far I am through my grandmother's autobiography – but I've been reading my grandmother's autobiography. And uh, whenever I get done with that, I have her uh, trip diary of when they went to China. And I'd like to stroll through that again. Uh, but I've, I've read parts of it before. And there was one, one of the days they were like, all right, you know, we're showing you the big, well, you know, marvels of the cities. But we want to give you an idea of the full China. So the tour guide took them to uh, rural China. And she was like, they got a fucking hole in the ground and they squat over that hole. Yeah. I think you told me about that before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like, uh, that was just everyone, you know, like not a toilet for miles and miles and miles. Well, uh, I mean, I, I believe that's how we decided on one hand to shake hands. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But that was a while ago. Right. We've, we've been pretty good with toilets for a good bit here. Yeah. I just, I wonder like, is, is the, well, I mean, I guess for the most part, 
there's not a lot of uh, shaking hands. In oh, some well, of these cultures we're speaking of. While we're talking about shitting, the uh, the guy yeah. from uh, last week, he he wanted to correct the record, and he was like, you know, probably not worth mentioning to the listeners. Uh, but for me, it, it turns the whole thing on its head. It ratchets it up several levels. I I think that I had the misunderstanding whenever I told the story, just because I couldn't conceive. Hello, Izzy. How's it going? This is a story I'm going to have a hard time saying with you present. That's not what I've gathered. Are you uh, are you having a nice Valentine's Day so far? Uh, do you want to wish Nora a happy Valentine's Day? Oh boy, that's a direct request. I want you to play with me. Could I get uh, ten more minutes on the podcast and then uh, then maybe take you to a park? No, I don't. This is all going very smoothly today, on 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 every level. <laughs> this is great. We can do anything if you give me ten minutes. <laughs> I'll give you a thousand dollars. For 10 minutes. <laughs> what a rate. Is there no one else at your house? What? No, Megan's up there. I'd Ooh, love to know. What's happening? I'm sure she's trying her best. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, big boy. Do the du- uh, the uh, do the deuce in the car story. Um, Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Megan's here now. Boy, this I extra. I know. This 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 removal is not going to go smoothly. This is going to look like trying to take a take somebody out of the segregated housing unit or the. <laughs> so he did it on the highway. Yeah. Hey, you can sit here. Just uh, chill a little bit. He did it on the highway. Uh, it, it was two weeks ago, actually, when we did this uh, this conversation. <laughs> and, uh, and now she wants headphones. No, no. She's playing with a giraffe, and she's previously broke the giraffe. So I gave her the body of the giraffe. And then she <laughs> yeah, said, no, I want, I want his head on. head, too. <laughs> I want, if the I get all pieces of the giraffe, we can negotiate. That our man who got into traffic and was on the uh, express lane and had no idea how long he was going to be there, he pooped in a bag in the back of his car in the back seat, and uh, he, we thought he quickly got off the freeway. Because he had like, what did he wipe with? Like a shirt, uh, baby wipes, baby wipes. He had Test his kids. Month. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he had a lot of time left in the car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, he's he's. I mean, like the he's stuck in. Izzy, Izzy, you can stay in here. Just be chill. We should just wrap it up. Yeah. No, this clearly isn't working. <laughs> See if she has any thoughts on uh, the Ohio train derailment. That's the only thing I wanted to talk to you about. Izzy, did you see the uh, the train that went off the tracks? Do you know what? Do you know what poisonous right. chemicals are? You will you show Jake what you got? Will you hold it up to the camera? Show Jake. Oh boy, it's grimace. We have a grimace toy, Jake. Ooh. Yeah. Would you rather your kids? Uh, would you rather your kids be exposed to hazardous chemicals or grimace? 
Honestly, I'm less afraid of a headless giraffe than I am of Grimace. Because <laughs> again, didn't he used to be like uh, Goro? Yeah, dude, that's what he is. Isn't that what we discovered that he's? <laughs> he's got Who four in the eyes. Fuck came up with that? It's like the adult Happy Meal one. Megan got one of the adult Happy Meals, and it came with freaky fucking Grimace, mushroomed out Grimace. Yeah, because they used to make him evil, but I don't feel that he's evil anymore. Uh, he's pretty fucking evil. He's not He's not good, I'll tell you that. And you know what he's supposed to be, right? Uh, Shiva, the god of war? No, he's a taste bud. Is Shiva the god of war or death? Is there a difference between a god of war and a god of death? Well, He's supposed to be a taste bud? <laughs> what mythology what? are we going <laughs> Yeah, bro. <laughs> she is free. We are free, by the way. I don't oh, know what did it. Thanks for telling us. <laughs> She's gone now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Grimace was a taste or is a taste bud. He's not a taste bud. If you want to say was, that's fine. I I <laughs> what do taste buds look like? Are like do they in some way resemble Grimace? Or are is this just them like retconning what taste buds are? Okay. We're just going to have to read the whole Grimace entry. <laughs> Go for it. Okay. Uh, Grimace, then it lists all the people who performed Grimace <laughs> over the years. I don't even know what that means. I guess there was uh, the McDonald's TV show, maybe. A large purple monster who was first introduced in uh, 1971 as, quote, the evil Grimace. In Grimace's first appearances, he was one of the original main antagonists and was depicted with two pairs of arms, which were used to steal milkshakes and Cokes. So he's sort of in league with the Hamburglar here. Uh, evil was soon dropped with Grimace's name, and he was reintroduced in 1972 as a protagonist where he only has one set of arms. That was a necessary move. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You cannot rebrand as a good guy and also have four creepy arms. He was then a rather clumsy but still amiable monster from then on. His exact nature has been disputed. And that's where it heats up. <laughs> A 2010 uh, online interview on Tech, Money, uh, Tech Mommy, a McDonald's spokesperson said that Grimace was a taste bud. A 2014 tweet from the McDonald's Twitter account stated that Grimace lore says that he is the embodiment of a milkshake or a taste bud, which there's a wide gulf between those two uh, genuses. <laughs> In, a 20, uh, 20, in 2021, Brian Bates, a franchisee in Canada, stated that Grimace is a taste bud in an interview widely reported on in the press. <laughs> Writing in The Takeout, Lillian Stone disputed this, pointing out other material that established the Grimace, uh, that Grimace was part of a species of Grimaces, including his uncle, uh, Uncle O'Grimacy, who promoted the Shamrock <laughs> Shake. <laughs> <laughs> dude that's what we're about Fucking like grimace originalism dude uh i just want to know that where uncle o'grimacy was whenever the uh, manchester bombings went down no doubt no doubt probably in a basement smoking a cigarette with a big map in front of him <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing yeah, no, we, we have a, a four-eyed but two-armed Grimace that uh, I think left the room with her. But uh, That's super weird. Yeah, so I, I've been... Yeah, I don't, dude, 
it's all too much. I mean, maybe it, maybe if I just stopped using drugs, it would help too. But uh, to have the UFO stuff going down wall, like I don't, you know, like I don't know. I've seen some people call the East Palestine train derailment America's Chernobyl. And part of me is like, you know, these people are responding to the news incentives that everyone responds to, which is to make everything, you know, like they're, they're trying to sell papers, dude. They're trying to get clicks by making this a big deal. And not even that, like just some people just like have it wired in. And I mean, like, I don't know, one of the first episodes we ever did of this podcast, we were talking about how we hope that uh, aliens come because... Uh, you know, it'd be a novel thing. Like you just want the most interesting things to happen. Like, uh, you know, if, if like there's another train derailment in Houston uh, mm-hmm. yesterday, I think. And, uh, you know, I was like, you know, this seems worse because there's more people in Houston than there are in East Palestine, Ohio. So if something similar happens, then it's very bad. But I think that there's probably a lot of train derailments that don't end in even ones that involve like the transportation of hazardous chemicals that still don't end in the burning of those chemicals to like, uh, you know, fucking contaminate everywhere around them. And uh, Justin said that there's something like 1400 train derailments every year, <laughs> something like that. Uh, like anyone who is under the impression that the train system has no mistakes is, uh, is just not paying attention, which is all of us. No one's fucking paying attention to how the trains are doing. Um, I live with one. I know. I know. Primarily they're pretty minor. Like I would imagine that 1400 includes a lot of like, oops. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Um, but just, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, so just whatever, whatever people are talking about the one in Houston, everyone's like, you know, this is probably going to be uh, maybe not the end of the world, but, you know, close enough. Um, or just at the very least saying it's going to be like what we're going through in Ohio. And like, I don't know, that, that's just all, it seems to me like that's just a result of a lack of context and like, you know, just not really knowing that much about fucking train derailments. Uh, and so I don't, I don't know how much of that's going on here too. You know, like I don't think anyone's been reported to have died. Um, but the driver, the conductor in Houston died. Okay. Okay. But I just mean like, you know, someone breathed in these chemicals and they keeled over. No, but you know, I think a lot of people would tell you that who know about these things, I think they would say that there is the opportunity for keel over, but the more yeah, L- likely possibility is something that develops over time. Um, yeah, and that's I uh, like you know uh, one part of my mind is what I just described. The other part is like obviously the people who are g- giving us the direct information about it are the people who own the fucking trains. Uh, the politicians are reporting what they hear uh, from those people. The media is reporting what the politicians and those people say. So like I. I don't think that like the, you know, certainly the first couple of days worth of uh, company lines are accurate in any way, shape or form. I don't know. I, I, I think it's definitely not nothing. Uh, and if it was uh, Chernobyl or worse, I, I think that's on the table. You know, like, I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying with Chernobyl, there was like people dead immediately. And then like yeah, yeah. a lot more people dead like the next day. Uh, right. so like to, to get to comparing to Chernobyl, you have to have, yeah, I mean like, whereas it would still be extremely, extremely bad if, uh, you know, a thousand people got cancer in like five years. Um, but it wouldn't be Chernobyl, uh, you know, 
In this in this scenario, Chernobyl is almost as unproductive as Hitler. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. So, um, but but there's still you can still be like, oh, this is pretty bad without losing the plot. You know what's interesting though is a couple things. Uh, one, this has not been covered that widely. Like, I know that's a big cry. Like, the, the Times and the Post each had an article or two about it the week that it happened. But it isn't like it was a – I mean, and I searched. It was not a huge national news story like on the nightly news. It's um, uh, It's been getting better. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree with you, but I, I feel like there has been a response. Like, I've, I agree. I've seen From much better stuff in the last couple of days. Yeah, I agree with that. Um. But here's here's the way that I would look at it. If Which you don't, China is a great like you guys should be watching. This is good. This is healthy that this happens. That the news consumers are like we're not hearing enough about this, and the news is like here's some good information that's better than what we gave you last time. Yeah, and I halfway wonder because I did have the thought that you had the other day of uh, boy, this is just a lot going on here, and then the Super Bowl. It's kind of <laughs> yeah. perfect. It's kind of perfect that. They're shooting shit out of the sky saying it's China's, but they say it's not bad, so be chill about it. Even though one of them was directly in the uh, <laughs> the, uh, the elevation level where commercial planes fly. Just be, be cool because it's just a weather balloon. Uh, and then they're burning off this chloride <laughs> and having 5,000 people in a small town evacuate. And Dude, I don't know if you've looked at a map. Pretty fucking close to Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, I mean, obviously you can't just play the, uh, well, if it would have derailed a little bit ahead, then it would have happened closer to downtown Pittsburgh, which while true, maybe the factors that led to it derailing wouldn't have been present the closer it got to a bigger city. And I don't know, because I don't know anything about trains. What I do know, though, did you? I assume you've seen the stuff about, like, 20, I think it was 20 miles earlier that had yeah. been caught on camera fucking sparking. Yeah. That seems bad. It yeah, seems, so, seems real preventable. And so it was funny, too. Like, uh, someone said to me, like, man, what's going on with all these? Uh, this seems crazy that this is all happening. And I was like, no, it's not. It's not crazy at all uh, with, when it comes to the trains because – the, the fact is, is that we are at, I hate to use the buzzword like late stage capitalism, but when you refer to the idea of this company in particular, Suffolk, like if you just, in the old days, done a Nexus Lexus, now you can just like comb through a few articles. They lobby extremely hard against any safety regulations and any increases in uh, in safety regulations. They fired a fifth of their workforce like three years ago. And people were like, I don't know. That seems unsafe. You're operating trains. And they were like, no, because all we want to do is make the most amount of money possible. And so while I'm not positive that their cost-cutting measures uh, led to a uh, an entire town of uh, 5,000 people, but still having to evacuate and put at risk millions of other people. But if you don't want us to immediately think of that, then don't do this other shit. Yeah. You know, don't lobby, don't, if you have, you're worth 50, 60 billion dollars as a company and you spend a, a large amount of that lobbying Congress against safety regulations, against uh, technology that they're trying to mandate that all trains switch to. They don't want to do it because it would cost them money. So if you don't want people's brains to immediately go to, boy, this just seems like a cheap company uh, that 
has cut costs and now it's putting a shit ton of people at uh, risk, then don't do that. I would also say that if you're worth $55 billion, that the notion that you're going to donate $25,000 to a city that evacuated 5,000 people, read the room. That is not enough to buy a sandwich. Yeah, I mean, I realize that's playing into the kind of outrage that I do feel pretty much all the time about most things. Uh, so I don't want to like, uh, you know, whatever, like advocate against my own interests here. But like, that's never how you the, the people affected. They don't want to get a good settlement from the, because it's never going to be what they could get in court. This well, needs to be settled in court. And, it, and will, it will be. Yeah, and it will be settled in court. And the fact that they gave a low ball offer at the beginning uh, is not going to... I mean, if anything, it hurts their position in court. It makes it so that, like, it, it uh, you know, you know that there's no realm in which these people are operating under any kind of common sense. So the court true. needs to step in and, like, you know... And, and that will result give the 25. in the better... Yeah, I don't know. They should just <laughs> that, be like, it's not our problem. Like, that's, what I'm, that, that's what I'm saying. It's like, is if you're going to do it, then pony up, you know, $10 million and then see what you have to pay out in the end because it's probably going to be more like half a billion. Uh, but you basically give everyone a $5 subway gift card. Here, uh, this is a collector's edition grimace toy. <laughs> Lunch is on us and it came with a grimace. Yeah. Uh, but it's, but I, Hey, it's the old one. <laughs> yeah, it's the forearm. It's the bad guy. <laughs> He's taking your shake when you're not looking. It's just, Jesus Christ, man. Like, yeah, it's. It's all around us. And, and I realize there are some people that are going to say like, you know, that there's a, a major incongruency in you discussing the failures of the end of the Soviet Union while also decrying uh, that the way that these companies have been able to operate is terrible for everyone. Um, and I, I get that, I guess. But communism is not socialism fully. Like – there's a different element to it there a little bit when you no, talk about like the socialist government economic of, principles in, you know, Norway the, or something. It's a the government different. of the Soviet Union and the government of China bear no resemblance to the government that I would like to live under. None at all. None at, like giant, giant, giant differences. Uh, and I, I don't know anyone like of the people that like I read and, uh, you know, think their ideas are good. I don't think any of them sit there and say, uh, you know, like, I don't know anyone that advocates for like a autocratic leadership or, you know, like the kind of totalitarian leadership. I don't know anyone that wants to like throw freedom of the press out the window. Uh, you know, no one's advocating for a command economy. Uh, like that's, you know, the thing that I'm learning about centrally, like the, the, <laughs> the plan is failing. Here's a little anecdote about the plan that was nuts to me. Um, they talked about the instance of one uh, laundromat in Moscow. And one year, this laundromat got new machines. Like, you know, they replaced the machines every 10 years or whatever. Uh, and so they got new machines. And so whenever they had the old machines, they like, you know, gave them over to the government, whatever, to uh, uh, just use the scrap metal for something else. And then the next year, uh, like as part of the plan, like the plan came back and they were like, well, last year you gave us this much scrap metal. And we do need scrap metal, so just give us that much this year and you'll be good. And they're like, no, we make this every 10 years. Like, we don't 
we're not a scrap metal plant. Like, mm-hmm. we're, we just run a fucking laundromat. And they're like, yeah, don't give a shit. Uh, you gave us this much last year, give it again this year, or else there will be a penalty. You know, like, you'll you'll be fine, sanctioned, whatever. Like, we're, we'll fuck up your laundromat if we don't get this scrap metal. So now the laundromat's, like, fucking scrounging through the streets just trying to come up with enough <laughs> scrap metal in a year. Like, you know, looking to see if they've got anyone's got to... And, like, you just imagine that, like, writ large across, like, a giant nation. Uh, you know, it doesn't work. Um, but the it makes me, like, the whole thing feels like... The late stage is, uh, you know, just fucking very, it's, it's a, a large thing in, in both instances to my mind of like, you had some good ideas and those ideas were not perfect. They had some small flaws. Uh, and then the system, you know, like feeds on itself for years and years and years and years and the flaws get exacerbated and the flaws get, you know, like some people start seeing like, oh, my neighbor, he's uh, he's fucking with this really good flaw. I'm going to go do that, too. <laughs> um, and, you know, you just you end up with a system that, you know, is is just the, the problems become bigger the, the further you go along. And I don't know, I, I it's it's really distressing to me to live in a situation where our leaders have this level of disregard for our safety and like the people just seem to accept it in the way that they do. I I don't know, man. Like, you know, uh, Chernobyl certainly plays a part in the, how Russia comes to be. It's not really hyping it up as like, uh, the make or break thing by any means in the fall of the Soviet Union, but it's it's one in a series of things that reveals that the state is incapable of responsibly handling the power it's been given. And I don't know, man. I just, uh, I, I, I feel like it's obvious from their, you know, reactions to this situation, from the fact that, mainly from the fact the situation's been allowed to exist at all. Like, we all know, like, you know, this was preventable in the, uh, like, clear instance of, like, you know, someone just should have done something in the 20 miles that a fucking wheel was sparking. And then in what you're talking about of the safety regulations, you know, we've all heard about the rules that were repealed under Trump or, like, slowed down uh, from being implemented under Obama. Uh, We all know that Joe Biden fucking kneecapped the uh, train workers' attempts to get some of these issues addressed in their most recent negotiations like uh you know these these the, the, the people responsible like the government is obviously indirectly responsible and they've let this happen and i just don't really get the sense that like uh you know bernie sanders is going to sweep the next election as a result like i i don't know man no yeah you're right also, uh, or you know, want- someone else. Like, if it was, I, I don't know. Republicans are so fucking obviously in bed with capital that, like, uh, you know, what are you gonna do? But like, I, I don't. It doesn't have to be my guy for me to like think that people are having a response. You know, like, so sure. like, Trump. The idea of Trump of like an outsider or whatever. Uh, you know that that works well enough. But like, you know, he himself did the fucking thing to make these. Like, you know, we saw what his administration did. So that makes it hard for me to imagine like a really right-wing candidate that would actually check these boxes. But like just some kind of evidence that we're not accepting of this would be great. So on the wacky adventures of Ronald McDonald, uh, he had a dog named Sunday. (laughs) That's beautiful. cute. He was uh, performed by Vern Troyer. (laughs) No way. 
I don't remember that. Do you remember that? <laughs> I don't remember the wacky adventures of Ronald McDonald, but now I'm very interested. <laughs> yeah. I'm very interested. All right, we fought through it. Thanks to Izzy, and uh, we'll talk to you later this week. All right. Thanks, man. That's it for tonight. The high school special is next, so until tomorrow. For everyone who's been a part of this one, I'm TC and Jake. We do thank you for watching. Good night.